0: It's May 13th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Kotnor.
0: Our top story today Russia said on Thursday that Finland's bid to join NATO was a hostile move that definitely posed a threat to its security. The Russian Foreign Ministry said Russia would need to take, quote, retaliatory steps. Both of a military tactical and other nature, in order to stop threats to its national security arising, in my opinion, it's clear that Russia's actions in Ukraine drove neutral Finland to NATO, but how Russia will react beyond escalatory rhetoric remains unclear. Their military significantly diminished from their losses in Ukraine, and moving a chunk of their forces to the Russian border with Finland would cripple their war effort. In addition, actual incursions into Finland would currently trigger support from the UK, which has inked a new defensive deal with Finland and Sweden, and in the future, incursions would engage the whole NATO alliance. So it seems that Putin doesn't have a lot of options here, but when he has had not a lot of options in the past, he tends to create new, worse ones.
1: David Beasley, head of the United Nations World Food Program, is pleading with Russian President Vladimir Putin to reopen Ukraine's Black Sea ports before global calamity strikes. Beasley told CNN during a conference on Thursday that millions of people around the world will die because these ports are being blocked. Asked what he would say directly to Putin, the UN official said, if you have any heart at all, for the rest of the world, regardless of how you feel about Ukraine, you need to open up those ports. Asked if Russia is weaponizing food, the UN's Beasley said that would be the case if the ports are not swiftly reopened. Two plus two is four, he said.
0: Today, representatives of the International Committee of the Red Cross are meeting in Russia to coordinate the latest stage of the special evacuation operation in Izovstal, said Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister Irena Verezhchuk, the first stage of which would be of the seriously wounded. According to Azov Izovstal is currently occupied not only by fighters of the Azov Battalion, but also by soldiers and officers of the armed forces, the National Police, and Border Guards.
1: A makeshift boat overloaded with migrants capsized Thursday on its way to Puerto Rico, officials said, leaving at least 13 people dead as dozens more were rescued. 31 survivors, 11 women and 20 men, were taken to Crash Boat Beach in Aguadilla, a town in northwestern Puerto Rico, said Jeffrey Canones, a regional spokesman for Customs and Border Protection. He said that the boat departed from the Dominican Republic but added that only two survivors are from that country.
0: The first factory to produce COVID-19 vaccines in Africa says it has not received enough orders and may stop production within weeks. South Africa's Aspen Pharmacare said that it cannot let its large-scale sterile manufacturing facilities sit idle and will return instead to making anesthetics. At the outset of the COVID pandemic, the company shifted its production to produce more than 200 million doses annually of the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine. We have not received any orders from the big multilateral agencies, Stavros Nikolaou, Senior Executive for Strategic Trade Development at Aspen Pharmacare, told the Associated Press Thursday. Nikolaou, said the lack of orders is not great for Africa's ambition to reduce its dependence on imported vaccines from 99 percent to 40 percent. If we fail at this step, this is bad, not just for Aspen, but for all others aspiring to make vaccines in Africa.
1: Dutch prosecutors said Friday that a Rwandan man has been arrested based on an extradition request from Rwanda, on suspicion that he was involved in the African country's 1994 genocide. The 65-year-old man, who was not identified, has been living in the Netherlands since he was granted asylum there in 1999. He was arrested on Wednesday in the town of Ermelo, some 70 kilometers east of Amsterdam.
0: U.S. President Joe Biden kicked off a summit for the Association of Southeast Asian Countries, or ASEAN, by holding a dinner for the bloc's leaders at the White House on Thursday evening. Ahead of the dinner, the White House pledged around $150 million in support of ASEAN's countries with initiatives for clean energy and maritime security. The first ever meeting of the two-day ASEAN summit To be held in Washington comes as the U.S. seeks to solidify ties with Southeast Asian countries as part of its Indo Pacific strategy in response to China's expansion.
1: North Korea has confirmed its first death from COVID 19, with state media adding that tens of thousands more are experiencing fever symptoms. Six people died after suffering a fever with one testing positive for Omicron, state media reported earlier today. It said 187,000 people with a fever were being isolated and treated. These numbers give us the first indication that the virus has spread rapidly around the country.
0: In lighter news, it's one small step for a plant, one giant leap for plant kind. For the first time, scientists have grown plants in soil from the moon collected by NASA's Apollo astronauts. Robert Ferrell, of the university of florida's institute of food and agriculture sciences and his colleagues planted thale crests in moon soil returned by apollo 11's neil armstrong and buzz aldrin and other moonwalkers the good news all the seeds sprouted the downside was that after the first week the coarseness and other properties of the lunar soil stressed the small flowering weeds so much so that they grew more slowly than seedlings planted in fake moon dirt from Earth. Most of the moon plants ended up stunted. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at the Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, our bonus brief will be a conversation with Josh Karlancic, a senior fellow for Southeast Asia at the Council on Foreign Relations, about the election in the Philippines. Thanks to our new members like David from Missouri and our longtime members like Philip from Massachusetts for making these interviews possible. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in depth discussion of these issues, tune into Deep State Radio today to hear David Rothkopf, Harry Littman, and Katie Barlow discuss the future of the Supreme Court. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.